You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast with host Rhonda Hess, helping you to choose a smart coaching niche and launch your coaching business with confidence. Hello, coaches. I am so glad that you have tuned in. I know you have a ton of things to do. I'm so honored when you take the time to listen to my episodes. It means a lot to me, and I really hope you're getting tremendous value. Hey, if you ever want to shoot me an email and let me know what you think about the podcast or that you'd really wish that I would cover some topic, you can get to me through my website, which is prosperouscoachblog.com. And I would love to hear from you. Besides that, I do have a Facebook group called Prosperous Coach Club. And if you're not a part of it yet, I'd love it if you would join. You can get to that at prosperouscoach.com slash FB for Facebook. This episode, it's worth a listen because this topic is quite eye-opening. Also, at the end of this episode, I'm going to have some step-by-step instructions for how to transition from your job to full-time coaching. Creating a smart transition plan to move into full-time coaching really is an important step And if you're serious about making your dream happen, this is something you'll want to do with the help of someone who has transitioned. Because building a coaching business is quite special. There's a lot of interesting things to do, and it is a little bit different than other businesses, although there are also some ways that it's the same as other businesses. Now, sometimes when coaches hire me, they don't have a current job. They've been raising kids, or perhaps they were laid off, or maybe they quit a job in order to create their coaching business. And those people have plenty of time to work on their business foundation and and launch in a systematic, organized way. Obviously, there are some huge advantages to that scenario. But I want you to know there are also some hidden challenges to that scenario, See, if you're not currently in the rhythm of working for a living, you might have trouble finding that rhythm again and dedicating enough time to your business. Now, on the opposite end of the spectrum is the person who currently has a full-time job. Maybe you've got kids and a busy life, and you want to become a coach and shift to full-time coaching someday. Well, if you're this person, you've put time into training as a coach probably already and maybe some into business development, but you haven't made the shift. Maybe you're just dabbling around at coaching a little bit. You have a few low-fee clients. But leaving your regular paycheck and benefits, especially when you have a family, is a risky step to take, and it requires a big dose of courage and chutzpah. It also requires a transition plan. I meet a lot of coaches who never get off the bench and into the game. And that was the apt metaphor used by a coach that I spoke with recently. I love that metaphor. The truth is that entrepreneurship, and that's what becoming a coach is, is entrepreneurship. It is a risky business. They say one in five make a sustainable livelihood, and that goes down over time. And entrepreneurship has a bunch of rewards that frankly, I wouldn't want to live without. The first one, of course, is freedom. I truly set my own schedule. 
and I work a lot less than I did in the corporate world. And of course, there's being your own boss, which is hard for some people. But some <laughs> once you get a taste of it, you don't really want to work for anybody else. And then there's getting to bring your whole self to what you do. You know, in a lot of jobs I've had, I'm just sort of a cog in the wheel. And I really didn't feel like I could be my whole self, but you really can be in your coaching business. There's also the beauty of being able to innovate and create on your own or with a team, whatever you need. The huge feeling of accomplishment, though, that comes with building a successful business and maintaining it is significant. It means a lot to me. It might mean a lot to you, too. Now, there are some common myths about coaching business startup, and I want to bust those for you. The beauty of a coaching business is that there's no real barrier to entry except having the grit and the focus to take the risk. The truth is you don't really even have to have coach training or certification, although I personally think it's a good idea to be a trained coach. There's a common misconception, though, that I run across, and it has inspired me to do this episode. Recently, I was having an on-air coaching session, which hasn't aired yet, with a smart and confident man who has been coaching on and off, more off, while raising a family and engaged in a successful mid-management career. Odell was encouraged to become a coach by his pastor and friends. He took training and then... He found it hard to nail down his coaching niche. That's what motivated him to start Googling for help, and he found me through Prosperous Coach Podcast. I want you to listen now to a clip from early on in my conversation with Odell. How long do you really think that you need? If the barometer for doing such is replacing my current income, I see no reason if I were really about my P's and Q's a year on the aggressive end, two years on the conservative end. Okay. When you talk about replacing your income, what do you mean by that? Um, replacing the income that I currently make in my day job. I wince when I hear people say that they'll transition from their current full-time job to full-time coaching when they replace their income from their current job. Why? Well, because I've never seen anyone successfully replace their income from a current job while they're still working. When coaches hire me to help them build their coaching business from the niche up, one of the first things I do is to assess how well positioned they are, both in mindset as well as practically, to become an entrepreneur. I ask, how much time can you dedicate weekly to building your business. If I hear less than 20 hours a week, we're probably having a different kind of conversation. But I also check for their expectations. I ask, how much money do you expect to make in the first couple of years? And do you have savings set aside to invest in your business and to aid that transition? That phrase, replace my income, as a condition for transitioning, always stops me in my tracks. Time is the ultimate limiter. So I asked Odell, with your full-time job and kids to raise, how much time do you have weekly to dedicate to growing your business? He said 15 hours. And I thought, uh-oh, that's a yellow flag and 
possibly even a red one. I really felt for Odell because how could he or any new coach know what it takes to launch and run a business? Unless you've been an entrepreneur before, there's no reason why you should know. And sometimes I have to say, I don't love being the truth teller, although it is a big part of my integrity. I don't like to see that making a bundle is going to be fast and easy lightness, be weighted down by a reality check. And that's why there are so many people streaming into coaching because they don't know the realities. And it doesn't have to be a dream killer. In fact, I hold that seeing a path clearly can actually raise your courage and make you more successful more quickly. Sometimes it's being blindsided while you're neck deep into something that makes you quit. The average amount of marketing time you'll put into your business to enroll clients regularly is 15 hours a week. I know that seems like a lot, but That's true even for a veteran like myself. Although I do market a whole lot less than I used to, you know, like in the first 10 years of my business, because I have built up a leads list. I have collegial support and expertise in marketing. I have a lot of infrastructure built in my business. Now, here's an eye opener for you. Producing my podcast with the strategizing it takes, the recording, the editing, the writing, creating graphics, and promoting through social media takes an average of 12 hours each week. Sometimes it's half that. Sometimes it's double that, depending on what type of format I do. And I'm really lucky because my podcast is really the only way that I need to market to attract a steady stream of pre-sold clients to my website. Odell was really shocked by this news that my podcast took so much time and that marketing requires so much regular time weekly. Bless him. He thought that because the barriers to entry are low for coaching, and the word on the street is that the overhead is low for running a coaching business, which is really true, that meant that earning a bundle quickly was also going to be fairly easy. It is an understandable deduction, and yet it's not at all the average experience of a new coach. That said, I want you to know I am not saying it's not possible to become an overnight phenom in coaching and rocket to high six or seven figures as a coach. But It must be extremely rare because I haven't heard anybody do it. After 20 years, I really don't know anyone who has replaced their corporate income from their job before they stepped away from their job. Now, we often see a phenom of some sort, and we are so astounded by all they have going for them and by how polished they look and everything. And maybe it's the first time we've heard of them. So we, we think they got there overnight. But that's rarely the case in the world of businesses. When I'm talking to coaches about their transition plan, I really encourage them to do the math and I do it with them. Few coaches I know do the math. I sure didn't when I first started. I had no idea what it took to run a coaching business. 
I didn't even stop really to think how many clients I'd have to have or what I'd need to be charging to make a decent living. But it's smart to do the math and not just for your startup moment in time, but also throughout your business planning. How will you achieve those stretch income goals? What will you need to do? How many people will you need to get in front of and get to yes? And what prices will you need to enroll them at to make your vision a reality? Going back to Odell, I asked him, how many clients could you handle while still working in a full-time corporate job? 10 clients was the number he always had in his mind. His income is about 90000 annually, so with 10 clients, one business model would be to charge $9,000 per client per year to replace his income. Now, you might be gulping those kinds of high-ticket fees are not unheard of if you have gravitas, enrolling savvy, and a ready network of well-heeled people who already know, like, and trust you. There are some new coaches that have all those things. It's a kind of privilege, right? Whether earned or born into. But even before Odell gets to that challenge of enrolling at high ticket prices, there is the barrier, the very real barrier of his time. We all only have so many hours in the day. 15 hours of legwork per week to find, attract, and enroll his target audience, plus 10 hours minimum serving those 10 clients. And I say minimum because it usually does take more than just the time you have the session. Adds up to a minimum of 25 hours a week. Odell doesn't have 25 hours. He has 15. And think about it. Even if he had 25 hours a week to give on top of his 40 to 45 hour a week corporate job, he would be exhausted and alienated from his family in mere months. That's not a winning plan, not something a family person can do. Odell and I discussed a more reasonable new coach plan, which was to work with 20 clients yearly at $4,500 each in a six-month program. So 10 clients first half of the year, 10 clients the second half of the year. Enrolling 10 clients in six months is not that hard to do but it's still going to take 35 hours a week to build and maintain that business model. Now, a lot of people say, well, he could do group coaching, and that would be the solution. And yes, it is true that group work does get you off the money for time treadmill to some degree. And eventually he could increase his fees or perhaps do group work. It's important for you to know that the idea of group programs actually takes more of your time, money, and infrastructure to successfully execute and enroll all the clients that you need. You need a significant leads list or someone else to promote you. You need a smart marketing campaign and strong, effective conversion processes. You probably need technical support to pull it all off. And these things are doable, I've done all this, but I did it about eight years into my business. It's a down-the-road plan for a coach, not a startup plan, unless you already have all those things in place. So let's just look at what are all the ways a coach could earn, let's say, $100,000 yearly. That's that nice round six-figure income everybody wants at at a minimum, right? 
Well, you could enroll 10 clients into a $10,000 program, 20 clients into a $5,000 program, 40 clients into a $2,500 program, 200 clients into a $500 program. Interestingly, the simplest coaching business model, which is what I favor and teach my clients, is to serve less people for a higher price. After having tried all the other business models, this is what I do now. It's what I started with and what I do now. And I love the simplicity of it. It takes less time to market and enroll. It costs less in infrastructure and is lower tech. And discovery sessions really are the most effective way to enroll people into a high ticket program. Here's a five-step transition plan to move into full-time coaching. Now, I just want to say before I get into that, please do not let the realities that I've told you about of coaching business startup and what it takes to manage business models stop you from your dream of making a great living as a coach. Instead, I want to encourage you to let it fortify your resolve Let it help you wisely plan and be one of those 20% who make it and keep making it happen. Here's the thing. If I can do it, you can do it. I know that for sure. What I believe is if you're listening to this podcast, you've been called. Don't let yourself chicken out now. Put on your entrepreneur hat, step into your CEO shoes, and take these steps to transition. The first one is begin saving money. You know, pay off your bills, start socking money away. Second one is let your family and friends in on your plan. Ask for their support. Help them understand that you're going to be a happier person working for yourself and doing what you love. Number three is do the math and create a transition plan. Number four is clear time to actually start your side gig. It's going to take a little bit of time to build the business foundation and then start working with clients. Consider negotiating incrementally reduced hours at your job. I was able to turn my full-time salaried position into a part-time consulting gig and choose my projects. I told my boss that I'd train my replacement and I'd be gone in six months. And I was actually kind of surprised when she said yes. You never know what can happen until you conceive of it and strategize it and then go ask. Number five in the transition plan is get VIP help to launch the right way from the get-go. And yeah, I'm talking about myself here as your VIP support. I feel that if only I'd found a person like me when I launched my coaching business, I would have saved three years of heartache and a lot of wasted money in so many group programs and masterminds that were quite lovely and entertaining. And I met some nice people, but they really didn't help me build a solid business foundation and gain momentum earning well. That's what I do with my clients. If you would like to test me out and see what all the fuss is about, grab a strategy session. It's a great way to take a leap and see if we're a good fit. Just go to the show notes for this episode, prosperouscoach.com slash 3030, prosperouscoach.com slash 30, and you'll find a button on the page 
to give you all the information you need about a strategy session and to sign up and get on my calendar. And I would love to work with you. Know that building a successful business takes time and determination. All the businesses you know about and patronize have put a lot of time money and energy behind the scenes into making everything work. And chances are they still are, but it's totally worth it. I love my business. I love my clients. I would not work for someone else at this point in my life. The next episode begins a series called Coaching Business Checkup. It's for those times when you know something is missing in your business or something's not working You might have an inkling, but you might not know at all what it is. You need help to diagnose and fix it. That's what that series is going to be about. It's coming soon. Now, stay inspired and make things happen. I'm so glad you tuned in to Prosperous Coach Podcast. Please share this episode with other coaches. And if you're listening on the iTunes podcast app, review this show. Joel Bass did my theme music. Thanks, Joel.